Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 324. And away we go. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Mugger Putty. Joined, as always, Mr. Marcus Davenport. Marcus, how you doing today? Happy birthday, my friend. Ah, thank you so much, Michael J. Putty. Thrilled to be here. My cheers birthday week. Cheers. Another, oh, cheers. Cheers indeed, my friend. <sighs> Happy birthday. Ah, uh, yeah. 43? 43? Uh, what do you say, 23? I wish. Okay. I wish. I'm not going to reveal my age. Wow. Okay, you're a diva like that. I, I feel like I'm 23, though. Okay. Age is just a number. You're only all the age. Age is just a number, putty. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for that. So I'll be celebrating my 99th birthday coming up. <sighs> <laughs> Why do you feel 99, buddy? I don't. I feel like I died three years ago. <laughs> still so, my, so you're negative three, then. Still my favorite joke. <laughs> still my favorite joke of all time. I use it every year. Mark, uh, yeah. So what are you doing for your birthday, my friend? Any, any big plans? Well, I'm going out with my wife over the weekend. Nice. And that... By the time the show airs, that would have already happened. But me and you, we have some plans coming up. We do like a joint birthday. But I feel like it's more for you, my man. It's your 40th birthday. So you're talking people my age. <laughs> but you, you don't want to tell people your age. You see the asshole I got to deal with, dude? Jesus. <laughs> I, still, I still try to get these high school like movie roles. The Saturday morning TV angst shows that we're trying to do. Uh, yes, the big four zero, which means I'm officially midlife. And I've done nothing for it, so i got to make some changes in the next 10 years. 30s, the 30, 30s have been my worst decade of my life. Let's change that around in 40, baby. Come on, let's change it around. Let's do it, dude. 40, 40s, 40s, 40s my decade. 40s my decade. Let's start this decade hot. Cheers. I'm, I'm in for it. Cheers. Cheers. We will be celebrating with the governor of BCW, AJ Pan, as he hosts karaoke night, as he always does every Tuesday at Pink's in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Hey, Let's let's throw this out there. Let, let's make this special for our loyal listeners of Shot of Wrestling. Come party with us. Come celebrate. Michael J. Putty turning 40. Me turning however hell old I'm going to turn mm-hmm. or have turned already. And uh, yeah. let, let's make this special. That's funny. Great. Yeah. That's funny how that works. <laughs> I am younger. <laughs> if you can't tell, I feel like shit. I've been sick all week. So I shouldn't be drinking, but we're going to be cheersing all episode. So because you know who else's birthday it is. Your birthday's passed. Oh. My birthday's coming up. You know what birthday it is. I said it last week. Clearly you forgot. Shot of Wrestling turned seven. February 22nd. Oh, my God. That's right. Seventh, Hello. Seventh birthday for us. Congratulations to us. Seven years on the air. I guess on the air or on the whatever you call it. What started out as a little dream in my kitchen. Drunk off our ass. Turned into seven years. Drunk off our ass. Cheers. Cheers. Mark drinking water, by the mm. way. mm So good. So it's the seventh birthday. Let's have a great show. Celebrate seven years of a shot of wrestling. Let's get right into it. Mark, please tell us what was trending this week. All right, buddy. So 
Bailey's been trending quite a bit here. And for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons why I caught my eye here, Bianca Belair was on a podcast for Out of Character, and she has to say this via Russell Puris at Russell Puris. Her quote, I love Bailey. I feel like she's one of the four horsewomen that doesn't get as much credit as she should. She does so much that's not for herself. So, Putty, I, I need to ask this for you, man. Is Bailey a main event talent? Like the other four horsemen have proven that they have been. Is that a real question? Of course she is. Bailey's the best. But she, but she hasn't been necessarily in the main event level like that. Like she's, yes, she's supplemented when needed to be, but like she hasn't necessarily hit that like that mark that that Bailey, uh, no, no, the, sorry, that Becky Lynch has, that Sasha Banks has, or Charlotte. Am I wrong in that? But why is that? What do you why think is that? Is? Yeah. You you ask me. Uh, you answer that. What, what do you? No, think I, I, asked, I asked you first. Oh, we're playing that game. Yeah, I mean it's, it's normal. Ask a question, you answer it. You don't, you don't reflect it back to the person who asked it. <laughs> we're on the date here. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. That that is a good question. I honestly don't know because I I think Bailey does have a lot of ability. Has a lot to offer. She's she's shown time and time again what she could bring, especially her heel character. Did it start off? As a home run, no. It seems like she was still like you know, after turning heel, she was trying to figure that out, and she has. She has done so masterfully. I never want to see her be face again. I don't no. think it's going to work. And, and what she's doing with damage control has been great, but at the same time, kind of lackluster at the same time. Because I, I like the idea of what damage control can be. It's just like I feel like they haven't had enough big wins, and I don't know why. It seems like Bailey always has some sort of shackles around her, some sort of constraints from being the absolute badass that she can be. I don't think Becky Lynch is a better wrestler than Bailey. No, I think they're about the same level. But she's been given opportunities, storylines, rivalries, something that Bailey wasn't given. So I feel like given a chance, Bailey could definitely be main eventer. There's nothing holding her back except opportunity. Well, she has be been given a chance, though. The main event? Not the main event. Something, but. I, She's been invented raw. No, I mean, I just not, the, not the main event. Talking about main eventing pay per views. First, how, how many women have main evented pay per views? Not that many. No, it's a very short list. Yeah, but I think she could get there absolutely without a doubt. She's she's my favorite female wrestler right now. She has every tool in her arsenal to do it. It's just given the opportunity, the right moment, the right storyline, the right opponent. Absolutely, yes. I I don't think so that, the, we can argue that. What, what do you think is holding her back then? Haven't been given the right opportunity. Well, she's on the show for a year and a half, too. That definitely hurt her momentum. She came back with a vengeance, with the damage control at SummerSlam last year. She's been on a tear. Damage control has kind of stalled recently. But I don't think anything's really holding her back except the moment, the opportunity to shine. You have Bianca Belair right now. You have Charlotte Flair. But when do you say like that uh, she had a op- huge opportunity to shine during the pandemic era, and she did shine? Oh, I think I like, yeah, she, she definitely she did. Was, she was knocking it out of the park during that point, but yet she still wasn't getting those main event opportunities. Why do you think that was? Well, because if anything, that was the shot, and the fans were behind her for that. I think that she, her body of work proved that she could do it, but still management didn't see that in her. The majority of the pandemic, she was in that tag team with Sasha Banks, dominating the tag team division. Right. So she was doing that. That was her role. And even, and she and even being, having, having two belts at one point. Yeah, picking two belts. It's great. I, like whatever, she, whatever, whatever role she's given, thank you, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever role she's given, she nails. It's just she hasn't gotten the right opportunity to the people ahead of her, the Charlottes. On the four horsemen, she's the, bot- she's the 
Number, she's in the fourth position, the four horsewomen. Everyone knows that. She She's always been viewed that yeah. way. But I think people aren't giving her the time of day because they're comparing her to the Charlottes, the Beckys, the Sashas. I think she's better than Sasha Banks. I think she's better than Be- Becky on uh, the same level. Charlotte Flair on another level. No one can touch her because of her pedigree. But Bailey, I think give her the opportunity. Give her the, the moment to shine. She could definitely, definitely main event her. She is. She deserves to be. And she will be someday. She's main evented Raw and SmackDowns before. So she can be a main eventing on TV. It's giving the opportunity to main event a pay-per-view. It's hard to do when Roman Reigns is on, on this tear for two years. No, for sure. But keep in mind, Roman Reigns is not necessarily a, a full-timer in every single pay-per-view. You know, that's not always the case. There are definitely opportunities for Bailey to get that chance. And like I said, like she did have the, that prime-time opportunity that, that, that whole time during the pandemic before she got injured. It just, again, like, you know, I, I guess it's one of those cases where she's management views her the fact that she has not grabbed that brass ring, but that yet the fans would say otherwise. It's one of those scenarios that I see here. And maybe, hell, maybe that's a storyline itself down the road for her. Well, no, because then she'll be faced then. We don't, want, we don't want her to be faced. She's a badass heel, best heel in the business. That's, but that's, there's so, as much as I said, like, I, I'm going to contradict myself. As much as I said, like, I never want to see her be face again, you can only run for heel for so long, especially in such a way that she's doing it, where she's so ridiculously over as heel. Look, look I mean, we're seeing it with Seth Rollins. So you get so good as a heel that at some point the fans just start cheering you. That could happen here with Bailey. That, that's a very real possibility here with Bailey. Happened with Becky Lynch, yeah. So, definitely Bailey. Case in point. She could definitely do it. It, it, it's the matter of getting the right moment, opportunity, and storyline. Give her the chance. Do it. She'll, she'll do it. Well, we're rooting for you, Bailey. I'll say that. Moving on. Oh, I am. I've been Bailey fan since day one. Mark Schwann, historically, has not been. So I, she she turned me. She turned me. I think I think that says a lot. Actually, the fact that she was able to turn. Not to say I wasn't a hater, but you I were though. Just, but you were more leaning towards hating. But she won you over. I, just says I what her ability. I'm not. I'm not a hater of any wrestler. Per se. I, I just. We talked down about her a little couple times. I was her. not convinced. I was not convinced about her consistency. She's. She was inconsistent at first. I thought. I. That was my critique on her. I. Of course, she's a good wrestler. She's very good at what she does. She's got a, a huge fan base there. But like, especially when she was turning heel, like I felt she wasn't consistent. And then she she started hitting more consistent basis and more so home runs. If anything. She turned me into a believer. So, if anything, that says more about her ability to turn anyone into a believer. Damn right. So, kudos to her for that. So, moving on here, buddy, in other news, lots of reports, man. We've, this report's been going on for a couple weeks now, and we, haven't yet to, uh, we have not reported it yet. Russell Ops, at Russell Ops, talks about this. WWE are reportedly prioritizing signing a bigger free agent in play right now. Over Jay White, a name that's been speculated for quite some time now. Who are they thinking? If it's not Jay White, who's a hot free agent, then who? 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 Who, who could be that major free agent that WWE's eyeing? I don't even know, man. I can't even think of any names. I don't even know who the free agents are out there. But well, the, one name has been coming up in the last couple of days, right? The, in the last few hours, if anything, uh, Fight TV kind of released the details about Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega's contract. Excuse me. Looks like it's TikTok time is up. Also read though today the- that Tony Khan could add on the time he missed due to injury. He could do that. So Right. He could do that. But the, how much time is that going to be? I mean, 
WWE could wait out. I mean, if you're talking about Kenny Omega here, right? And regardless how you feel about Kenny Omega, we all can unanimously say that is a hot ticket. That is a big time free agent. Do WWE. People, do people yeah, not like on. Kenny Omega? You said, regardless I, how you feel about I, I, him, the, are there people who do not like him? I think there are people that think like Jim Cornette still uh, and okay. that do not like Kenny Omega. I, you know, Kenny Omega, like, listen, you either love him or you hate him. That's how I feel like. I feel like there's really no in between about Kenny Omega. Uh, he's a phenomenal talent. He brings a lot to the industry. There's the age factor, though. He is 39 years old, right? What's wrong, uh, what's, what's wrong, what's wrong like... with that? <sighs> As a professional athlete, uh, you know, it's not like they're going to sign him to a 10-year deal. It's, I mean, let's face the facts. But he can still go, clearly. And his charisma, his body work, his, his, his promo skills, his psychology – He's a hot ticket. So I think WWE, even if AEW does add on that time that was missed, I think WWE would be wise to wait that out. If anything, if, anything, if they're waiting to, to get that big home run signing, Kenny Omega would be it for sure. But I don't necessarily know. Man. Like, I think one name that no one else is talking about, she brought it up today that she's a free agent, Mercedes Monet. Hmm. Good one. Is she bigger than Jay White? I think, depending who you ask. I'm asking you. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. All right. Let's be real. Let's be completely real here. We don't follow New Japan Wrestling. We only know Jay White, Switchblade, from like his stints in AEW, stints in Impact, uh, from social media. That's how me and you know him. Am I, am, I, am I fair saying that on your end? Correct. Absolutely. He's a leader of the Bullet Club when he debuted in Impact. Yeah. Like, who's this guy? Right. All right. Well, I, and I always knew him as that. But again... Only, only through the socials. Like I, I'm not a follower of New Japan. Uh, I'm sure there are people going to crucify me for that. That's your right. So be it. Cool. But then you ask those same people that are going to crucify us for not following New Japan. They say Jay White is a huge name, a massive name, bigger than bigger than Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet or whatever you want to call her right now. I I don't think they would say he's bigger than Kenny Omega though. I, I think people would blow back on that one. I think Kenny Omega is probably. The biggest name out of all of those, Absolutely. I think, from every every facet of wrestling fans can agree to that. But I don't Mercedes. Depending who you ask, so Mercedes Monet could be a bigger name. I think Mercedes Monet, personally, you're asking me personally. I think Mercedes Monet is a bigger name than Jay White. I agree. I'm biased. I, I agree because I'm biased too because I know her. I don't know much about right. him except his Impact stuff and AEW stuff. Shadow Wrestling is celebrating our seventh birthday, so when we started out, it was just a WWE show. Me and Green Man, all WWE nonstop. That was it. That's all we talked about. That's all we watched. But as the years went on, we evolved and got into independent wrestling, which led us into me into Impact, which led us into AEW and all their promotions, right? I've been saying for the last seven years, since season one till today, you aren't a name in this business until you step inside a WWE ring, right? I think Kenny Maggot will cement his legacy if he joins WWE. Luckily with Cody now, Rhodes... I, I- they have this follow the same blueprint they did with Kenny o- Cody Rhodes with Kenny Omega. I think if they do that, Kenny Omega will be a superstar, even bigger than he is now. Only the only downside I see is his relationship, his role with New Japan. Will WWE let him do that? No, unless the new regime has an open door policy, like, like maybe Sasha Banks or Mercedes will do it as well. Because they were going that route with Daniel Bryan, they were willing to work with. Well, we Japan. saw we saw that with Shinsuke Nakamura though. Yeah, we did even better. That. Yeah, so the, the, the relationship is there. So I think that's going to weigh in a factor too on Kenny Omega's decision. Does he want to stay 
here in the States, maybe go to WWE, see what he can do, wrestle at WrestleMania, or does he want to stay yeah, AW? I, I think every every and, wrestler is lying to themselves if they say they don't want to wrestle at WrestleMania. I, I, I think, think that's, several, that, that's, several that's a big deal. In the locker room, said the same thing to us. Right. Now, again, bring back to the point of Kenny Omega's age. He's 39 years old. Like, you know, time is ticking here of how much time he has left to go at such a high level. I, I think the iron is hot for him to possibly make that move if he wants to do it. It seems like WWE has a lot of interest in making that move happen. I think this is the the most interesting move that could happen out of the three of them, the names that we mentioned before, just because of the ripple effect that it would cause, right? So you look at it from the fact that like, AEW is losing another EVP. This would be a prime opportunity for for Tony Khan to get a non-active wrestler in that role for an EVP to replace that spot, if you will, to kind of right the ship of where AEW is going. I think a lot of the problems that AEW is having, we've talked about this before, is the fact that they have active wrestlers in EVP role. It creates a lot of drama and it creates a lot of animosity in there. Um, And then the other side of that, Kenny Omega going to WWE is like, how will he do in WWE? Like, you know, what type of treatment will they give him? Because Cody Rhodes, right, he came from AEW, but he was originally a WWE guy. This would be the first original AEW person that would, they would sign. What type of treatment will he get with the other free agents that are about to pop up, such as MJF, Jade Cargill, so forth? So very interesting out of all the names that we mentioned. And with the current regime with Triple H in charge, I don't think he's going to – he ain't stupid. He knows what, he knows exactly what you just said. He knows what's on the table. He knows on, what's on the line. He'll do he'll do right by the Kenny Omega, absolutely. Because he was close to signing with WWE four years ago. He said not to do and decided to go with the AW route. But that's all I have here today, buddy, for what is trending. I do have an interview coming up. Can you guess who it is? Me? No. It is AJ Penn? No. No. All right. I'll tell you who it is. So my guest today. He is a rising star in the world of professional wrestling. He is number 485 himself, Mr. PWI. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jay Bougie. Yeah, what's going on, man? Thank you. Love the intro. Great. Amazing. You know, you know, sometimes like when you say rising star, like I take that as a compliment. It is. But other times it's like. I'm already a star. I don't. I don't know if it's like if I'm still rising anymore. Cause like people know who I am, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone knows who I am. Even though you want to act like they don't know, my name is in room, uh, many many rooms, conversations, everything that's going on. But that's that. That's that's just a little tipping right there. But how are you, bro? How are you? Look, I, I'm I'm doing great. But it's not about me. It's not about me. No one knows what's know about me right now. It's about you. And you're right. You are are making a name for yourself uh, all over with your body of work inside the ring, outside the ring with your promos, hell, social media. It's, it's you, you are over. You are the definition of over. You talk about <laughs> Sammy Zayn being over. No, no, no. Everything's bougie here. So let's talk yeah. about that, man. Because you, I was blown away in our last interview when you're talking about like the amount of time you've been in business. It's just such a short time that you, in your first year of wrestling, uh, you were in the PWI 500. Uh, you have been getting these amazing opportunities, these amazing matches. And yeah, I mean, your stock is soaring. So talking about being getting over, like, how did you get over so fast, do you think? You know, I think, so I, So 
me personally, I think that I'm still trying to find a way to get over. I don't think I'm completely over yet because there's other places that I that I go to and like I see what their fan base is like and I see like what over is for them. So perfect example, I was at the uh the J Cup last week and I went there to go support uh one of my friends, other colleagues and everything. Uh shout out to Charles Mason. He did an amazing job. But even like for example, when Charles came out, immediately they're like, F you, Charles, you're a sick F. Giving the middle finger, like everybody, it was a roar, bro. It was a roar, and I'm just there, like that man's over right here with this crowd, with this fan base, you know. And I was just taking notes, just taking notes, looking at everything, seeing like how in other places what this over mean. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different depending on wherever you go. So, so like, what type of notes would you take in someone like Charles Mason, for example? Who phenomenal work, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So like Charles, he's very, uh, you know how people say methodical. You hear that a lot. He's the definition of, I think. Like, nah, like, <laughs> like, bro, like that, that's him. Like Charles, like I watched him because I didn't go to session one, I went to session two and I was watching him and I'm just there like, yo, like he really is sick. Like I'm looking at him like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you, bro? Like what's going on? And we was talking and uh, I noticed that when he first came out, like he has different layers. You know how people say like when you're pacing in the match. So he came out with like his, with the, with the sports jacket on. He's fighting with it on, right? He takes it off. Then I see like he's starting like up it a little bit. Now he's just in, in his regular button down shirt. And he takes off the button down shirt. Now he's just skin. You feel me? No shirt on. It's just like at that point in the match, he's going crazy. Like he's going crazy. Like him and Jordan Oliver had, had a great match. But yeah, I was just looking at different things where it's like, you know, pacing, looking at how you get the crowd involved in different ways. Yeah, it took a lot of notes. But I think the reason why people would consider me over is because I'm able to get things done. Like when I say something, I get it done. Like people know like, okay, like if he's saying it, it's going to happen. Perfect example. A year ago when I was talking about then takeover versus SCP, I was like, we are going to do this. This match is going to happen. The show's going to happen. It happened. I said I was going to beat Red Ron Hunt. It happened. You know, I've been calling out Khan forever. So that I want this match. I want this. It's happening. You know? So I think I'm just... That that person that is like, if he's saying it, it's almost like a guarantee. And I think that's why so many people tune in. That's why people follow me. That's why people want to know, like, they're waiting to see, like, okay, who who's he going to call out next? Like, for example, Lance. When Lance was just with us, uh, I saw him. I said it too. And what happened? Beat Lance. You know, it's, it's like, if Bougie's saying it, it's like, it's almost a guarantee. You know, it, it gets but, a little... Why do you, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but why do you think that happens for you? I mean, no disrespect, but like, you know, there are people in, in this industry who've been calling their shots for 20 years, doing kind of something similar to you do and not getting those opportunities, but you are getting these opportunities, which are, which is awesome, by the way. Like, I, like the matches that you're putting on with, with this level of talent has been nothing short of amazing. But why do you think that is for you so new in the industry getting these shots as opposed to some of these vets? I, and and to just be like completely real and honest, I think it's because of like how my background is right now in my career, where like I don't have that endorsement from my trainer. Like, you know, I don't have like a home base, so to say. Hmm. So like for example, you got main event, Charles Mason, all these guys, they have hog. You know, they're at hog, this is where they're from, this is their foundation. Okay, we're gonna bring people in to do this and that and all this type of stuff. And even other schools and other places, I don't have that in a way, like I'm a true independent out here, you know. Whereas, like, the closest thing that's been coming, like, home has been BCW, if anything. Like, Anthony Cole, the, the whole management, everyone, like, y'all have invested in me since I first stepped foot in there. 
You know, my only loss there has been to Anthony Gangone, unfortunately, and Prince Nana from the embassy, you know? So I think that it's very relatable to a lot of people where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't have this person that's saying, yo, get this opportunity. Like, I'm going out there and I'm taking it. Like, I'm opening my phone and I'm just scrolling. All right, cool. I want to face Lance. Yo, at Lance, at BCW, at Mark. Yo, let's make this happen. What's going on? People's like, oh, shit. Like, it's happening. Like, I I was just having this conversation yesterday, too. I, I just think it's that people just know that I'm reliable for it. And it's just a relatable aspect where it's like, you're when you're not the guy, you're not the the favorite employee, you're not this and that, but you're going out there and you're forcing hands. I think it's really relatable to a lot of people. So they're like, nah, like, I can live through that. Like, okay, is Bougie's doing this? Okay, I could do this too. That's really, like, what I truly think it is. And I got a community, bro. Like, yeah, you know, I, I go out there, like, I, I I talk a lot of stuff. I call people, I do everything. But, like, I have a community of people that legit ride for me. Like, did you look at the views for the two oh, on the match drop? I've, I've seen it. I've seen it, man. It, 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 it might it be is... at, like, 40,000 right now. I think it was, like, 33 yesterday or the day before. Yeah. 33,000 views just on the tweet. And it's, like, oh, shit. And the, and the engagement level has been fantastic, too. I mean, like, people talk about views a lot. And now me getting my social media pedestal. (laughs) People talk about views a lot, but then like, you know, like, all right, where's this come from? Is the engagement there? The engagement is there too. The engagement engagement is high. Yeah, of course. I I think the engagement is definitely, it's more telling than the views because of course the views mean, okay, well, this amount of people seeing it does that, that could be anyone that's seen, you know, doesn't have to be anyone related to wrestling. But when you see the engagement, the the comments, the quote tweets, the retweets uh, on Instagram, the repost, Facebook, whatever it is. It's like, again, this is a main event right here. The same thing that happened with me, my, with myself and Rev last year when on paper, you know, you're looking at it. It's P, it was PJ and uh, Shane Taylor. Much respect to Shane Taylor. You know, he's he's, he's a heavyweight. You know, the, the typical stuff. Heavyweight guys, they're billed as main event. But no, that real main event that night was myself and Rev. It's going to be the same thing here where I don't know if Marina's coming or I don't know who else is going to be there, but this is the main event right here. Like this is the people's choice for the main event, you know? And I know the other day when I was calling out for Kyle for the match, I said, yeah, I want Caprice Coleman on commentary too. We're still waiting to see if that happens. But look, if we drop a flyer saying Caprice is there, it's like, yo, Bougie did it again. And it's like, how can you not, how can you not want to tune in for this? So do we, would one say like, is there a fear that you could possibly be spoiled right now? In this case, because you are calling your shots and it's coming true, but like, is there a possibility that it's like so much so soon? I think that I don't think it's even like being a spoiled thing. Like, and maybe like, spoiled's the wrong word, by the way. No, 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 no. The, the, it, it's a it's a proper word for it because if you look at other people in um, other promotions around, they'll be saying, "Oh, these guys are getting X, Y, and Z match this, this, and that," and it's like, again. This is these people with their schools, with their trainers, with where they came from, and they're bringing them in, of course, to help build the brand of the of the uh, establishment, whatever it is. I don't have that, so it's like I think that I'm working for everything here. Like I think I just capitalize on, on every opportunity again, and, and this is always a turning point for my career with the rev with the rev match. Rev called me out personally. He said, "Wrestling world, feed me Jay Bougie." And I see an opportunity where it's like, well, you got Shane Taylor, you got O'Shea Edwards, you got Moses, you had Khan at that time, you have the whole team there. I got my guys. Why not? Let's do it. So now, technically, I've wrestled Shane Taylor. 
I've wrestled O'Shea already. I've wrestled Moses already. I've wrestled Rev twice in one night. I'm I I took what was gonna probably just be oh a quick one on one and I made it an entire show and I put myself in the ring with every single member in that one night. People not thinking that way. I'm looking at ways to capitalize on every opportunity to the fullest extent. And there's people who don't understand that and don't know how to do it. So it could come off like, okay, maybe he's spoiled. Maybe he's this, maybe he's that. But if you know my background, I come from Johnny Rods. We did training shows, bro. I wrestled the same person every other month, if not three months. There were no shows like that. We weren't bringing the stars. We was in Gleason's gyms where there was pillars in between the ring. So if you're sitting at a certain point, you can't see what's going on this side of the ring. You're on the other side, you can't see nothing. So it's like... I've been working for this, bro. Like, you know, like I've literally been working. And I think, I think the spoiledness talk or maybe anything like that came around when I did Pete, when I was on PWI. Because, you know, I was out there, I was tooting, I was saying everything on top of the world and all that. It felt good. But it got to the point where I didn't have to say it no more. I'm I'm joining Twitter space like okay yeah we know you're PWI blah 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 or we know we know we know it's like it's marketing yeah. it's marketing they it, like, don't know how to they don't know how to do that bro like I know how to sell a fight I know how to get you to want to come out your crib rather than just opening up your computer or connecting your smartphone to your TV and watching it in the house nah I make you come out because you want to see it's an experience. It's something that you're going to feel. It's the same thing that I would tell my friends if I'm like, hey, come to my show. It's different than watching it on your TV. Be in the building. I feel like I do that with every promo. I do that with every tweet. I do that with every Instagram post. I do that with any and everything. When it comes to me being in the ring, wherever I got to do, I feel like I, I, it's a fight. It's a fight. And and again, Shane Taylor, one of the first times we have, we have ever spoke, he said to me, the purpose of a promo is to get people to want to come out and see the fight. It's to sell a fight. Once he told me that I've been running with that, all right, what I'm going to say in this, I'm going to sell this fight so you have to come out and see it. Of course, I'd be in a promo. I, I could talk about myself. I could do this and that. Well, no, I'm saying what would get me to want to come out to see that fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I approach everything. So I I think that I've just been working hard, very hard. There's, there's still tons of obstacles that are in my way, but I don't let it get to me. And that's why I think people think stuff may, might might be spoiled or oh you're being handy things like ah oh, bro I'm working hard trust me <laughs> like I'm working hard for everything I got going on right here but like y'all don't see that side of it and it's okay because it just feeds to who people think Jay Bougie is like I said this probably like um two weeks ago I've learned the difference between John and Jay Bougie and I think that's what made Jay Bougie a lot better and what's got me to go mm. up make stock rise because at first I used to always say like, nah, like Jay Bougie's John, like it's just one person, and yeah, that's cool, but there's benefits in being two completely different people, two completely uh, personalities, because now right here I'm talking to you, I'm just talking to you as John right now, we chilling, you know what, <laughs> what I mean? But if if, if I got to turn on that switch when you know when the time when you really start talking about Con and everything like that, now I'm gonna be Bougie. But if you ask me regular questions, stuff like that, yeah, I'm going to answer like a regular human being. And you asking these real questions that people think. I know people think this. I know. I already know it. But it's not going to stop anything because you're tuning in. Well, the more you speak about this, I find it fascinating because I have to reiterate, you know, the point here of like you so young in your career. It reminds me a lot of my previous interview, my previous conversation that I had with Darius Carter, talking about you know, the business side of this, talking about you know getting people in the seats, talking about evoking emotion from the fans and connecting 
and and so forth. It's not just about the moves. And it seems like you you understand that at such a young age, which makes me wonder what the hell does the future have in store for you? Because I guess what I could say is BCW, other promotions, the fans are in for a treat if that's the case, because you're only going to learn and you're going to get better. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Oh, thank you so much, Jay Bougie. And part two of this interview will actually be released on our new podcast, our new spinoff, if you will, called Shot of BCW, hosted by Michael J. Putty. And he talks more about his upcoming match with Khan at Anniversary 6. Tony or Nick? Khan. No, no, not, not that Khan. They talk about Khan from ROH, from AEW, part of the embassy. That Khan, that big son of a bitch. That's who Jay Bougie is facing. He's been calling him out for more than a year. And Jay Bougie has a lot to talk about that. So stay tuned for that, for Shot of BCW. If you want to do a Shot of BCW, make sure you stay tuned to us. It's airing on our platform. So where we listen to us right now, it will be on our same feed. So stay tuned. First episode in the books, me and the governor. First one's out of the bag. Can't wait to the second one. And uh, stay tuned. Who's going to be your guest host for the next one, buddy? I, I know Anthony Cole's looking to get on. Is he? Yeah. That's really fucked up. He hasn't returned my phone calls. This is your baby, man. Hit him up. AJ's baby. If you listen to episode one, you would have heard that. But whatever. But anyway, thank you, you AJ's Bougie. My one to watch in 2023. Off to a good start. Can't wait. All right. Well, let's move on now to TV Takedown. Buddy, start off with Monday Night Raw. We saw a hell of a match between Bianca Belair, Bailey, and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match. Lots of implications there for Elimination Chamber heading into WrestleMania. But according to Covenant TV at the Covenant TV, Bianca Belair defeats Bailey and Becky Lynch. Neither Bailey nor Becky will be in the Women's Elimination Chamber now. Buddy, what does this mean, though, for Becky and Bailey heading to WrestleMania? Do they have a path going forward? Yeah, of course. First of all, of course they do. Of course they do. Come on. Kayfabe wise, what no, is, no, what no, we, is we, it, we don't know yet. Is it is it them together? Is, is it them separate? Like what? What is the landscape for that? Because there's only so many spots of WrestleMania. I even know it is two nights, but like, what what could this be? Why would you bring Lita in for no reason? So here's the thing. So Lita and Trish were supposed to team with Becky Lynch against Damage Control for Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Now Dakota Kai got injured. Can it go? The plan apparently is, as of now, as I just checked on Twitter, for them to still push forward with damage control versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania for the oh, tag That was the match, just right, yeah, because they're going to win the tag champions, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, naturally, I thought so, too. Like, you know, maybe they, they pushed that match with Lita, Trish, like, the, the, the three-woman uh, tag, the six-woman tag, excuse me, to WrestleMania, because that's a big money match. But then what are you going to do with Ronda Rousey? Right? No, you, you have to have no Ronda Rousey, Rousey. Shayna Baszler for the tech, win the Tekken Champions. Yeah, obviously. That has to be the match. That's the one they've been planning especially for months. Right, especially yeah. in L.A. Yeah, of course. You have to. So then you can't have Bailey missing three WrestleManias in a row. Oh, there's absolutely no chance you can. The first one, she was even there as a backstage guest host. Last year, she was still injured. She couldn't make it. This one, she's going to be on the card. Definitely, She has to be on the card. She has to go against Becky Lynch. Lita has to get involved somehow. Or else that was for naught. Right? WrestleMania is about returns. Right, so, WrestleMania so, is about returns, debuts, or even special guest appearances. Could we see? But then again, we just had them wrestle in a steel cage match on Monday Night Raw. You have to go bigger then. 
There's got to be a bigger match between Becky and Bailey. Yeah, but could we? But and Lita, you gonna put Lita as a triple threat, or could, you could we Lita see a, a special guest referee? You, could like, we see? Do I say eight times? Could we see what you just mentioned ten minutes ago? Maybe the return or guest appearance by Mercedes Monet, reuniting Becky Lynch, calling on her best friend to back up Becky Lynch and her new best friend. Book it. So Bailey and Mercedes Monet and Sasha Banks at this yeah. point versus Becky. That'll probably get a, that'll probably get a bigger pop than uh, Cody Rhodes last year. Wow, wow, not to me. So some. no, I, I mean I hear what you're saying here. That would be that would be something interesting, especially like you know Sasha Banks or Mercedes talking about how she wants to carry that New Japan title once she wins it everywhere she goes. So well, you do that as a surprise? You, you, you do to. it as a surprise, you right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people probably predict it. People probably expect it. Same thing with Cody Rhodes last year. But we knew Cody Rhodes was coming out. But it was still marked out. It was still moment of the year. I mean, who else? But uh, Sasha Banks. Wow. Now now, now I, I want to see that because it kind of makes sense. If they're holding out for a free agent that is bigger than Jay, Lee, uh, Jay, Jay White, excuse me, and... Mercedes Monet just said in an interview today she's a free agent. Ooh. Hey, you know what? That might make the most sense, which means it's not going to happen. Moving on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I hope it does, but it probably won't. You're right. If it doesn't, to if it NXT... doesn't uh, I don't know what, what to do. Answer your question, original question. I, I, I really don't know. The only thing that else that they could do is bigger would be maybe an Iron Woman match? No. Maybe? No. Like, What's because they, they've already gone through a Hell in a Cell match before? Did they Bailey? Uh, didn't they Becky and Bailey? Have they not? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they did. I don't think Bailey did. No. Or am I confusing it? I think you're confusing it. That was Sasha and Becky Hell in a Cell. That was Sasha and Becky. Excuse me. Stand corrected. So maybe it's Hell in a Cell then. It's whatever it is. If they if they go out again, it's got to be big. It can't you can't just go back to a singles match or even a guest referee spot. You can't do it. Who knows? But whatever it is. We still have several weeks left. Moving on to NXT, buddy. We got we're double shotting here for NXT, oh. believe it or not. Two weeks in a row. So big sec big segment here, just Alex at just Alex Central. They can't possibly be teasing what I think they're teasing, right? Look, I know Shawn Michaels said he'd never wrestle again, but a match with Grayson Waller would definitely make up for that Crown Jewel 2018 tag match. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, Grayson Waller got into it with Shawn Michaels backstage. It seems like they've been teasing this for a little bit here. What do you think, buddy? Does Shawn Michaels have one last run left in him? I don't think so, man. But the smile on your face says you wanted to. You wanted to. The way they've been, because not only this week, you mentioned it this week, the blow up that happened in NXT is because he came back from a week suspension, a week suspension, after his blow up during the media scrum post Vengeance Day, because Shawn Michaels changed the rules last minute of the cage match. Grayson Waller interrupted, barged in. Threw a hissy fit, said a lot of real shootish stuff, got kicked out. Same thing happened this week. So clearly this is leading to something. I don't see Shawn Michaels going against Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller then would have to win. Because if he loses, then what does he do? Go to the main main roster? But if he beats Shawn Michaels, it adds more to his pompous, arrogant character. But then if that's the case, then what else does he do in NXT? I think this is a... They're painting him into a corner here. What, what, what else does he do in NXT? He wins a championship. That's what he does next. Hey, listen. But he beats Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels the, 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 the Vince McMahon of the company right now. The promotion, I mean. He beats Shawn Michaels. Okay, then he catapults to win the championship. 
Right. Then it just or make... catapults to the main roster. Okay. We talked about Grayson Wall before. I mean, he is main roster ready. Yeah, he's been one to watch this year too. It, it, and you know, like if he see see this does happen, right? Let's say Shawn Michaels has one last run in for one last match. Actually, maybe a little one last run is a is a bad phrase because one last run implies multiple matches, but one last match left in him, right? Listen, that 2018 match, that, that tag match he had in Saudi Arabia, we all know left mm-hmm. a bad taste in his mouth. He hated that. Right. You know, he sees a lot in Grayson Waller for sure. He sees the heat that he has. Shawn Michaels likes people like this. It, what a great way. And Shawn Michaels does love to put over younger talent. He does. Like NXT is his baby. How big of a favor would that be for Shawn Michaels to put Grayson Waller over like that? What, what and also f- for Shawn Michaels, for Shawn Michaels also to have like one last match that he could be proud of. And I think that that match with Grayson Waller would be it because it would be a lot about storytelling. And in an NXT size event, I mean, it, a lot of eyes would be on NXT for this, for sure. For sure. It wouldn't be a favor. See Shawn Michaels wrestle again? It wouldn't be a favor. It would be a rub. It, it would be like a. Um, it would be, be, be rub. But like, the Shawn Michaels. Like what the, that, the Shawn Michaels what that be- does for Grayson Waller is insane. The Shawn Michaels beat him? No. And that kind of pulls him to the main roster? Because then. No. Or, no, because the Shawn. Shawn Michaels would not want to beat Grayson Waller. Saying, be he beat Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels. What does Shawn Michaels beating Grayson Waller do, buddy? It, it, it sends him off to the main roster. Bye. You don't, your NXT time is done. Bye. You, you're on the main event roster. But then no, beating Shawn Michaels. Grayson I mean, Waller, I, I agree. Beating Shawn Michaels is the way to go here. But then you beat Shawn Michaels. There's no other way. Then what? Like, like what? I mean, being the, winning the championship is beneath that. No. I don't, I don't think so. I think well, we're going to get into this next topic. But, like... NXT is lacking a, a, a face, if you will, of the company, especially after Mandy Rose was fired. You know, Grayson Waller could be that guy. If he beats Shawn Michaels, wins the NXT championship, goes on to the main roster. I mean, there's so much left that could be done. Like, beating Shawn Michaels just puts him in a whole other level, gets so much more, especially depending how he beats Shawn Michaels. Say he absolutely destroys Shawn Michaels. Say he beats the living shit out of him. Say he makes Shawn Michaels bleed, right? Think about the heat he'll get. Think about if the match even ends in a no contest because he beat Shawn Michaels so bad. Look what at what do for Grayson look Waller. At, look at what he did with wonders uh, for him. Look at what he did with Johnny Gargano, which started this whole run, and then his rivalry with AJ Styles. Right? He's just an arrogant prick. He's the he's the MJF of NXT, only umph degree. I just I'm curious to see Absolutely. if he beats him. What does it do? Where does he go from there in NXT? I don't know. I don't really don't know. Well, probably going into this, so reason why I think Grayson Waller would need some sort of way to catapult him to the top because we have an issue here with NXT. Moving on to our next topic, double shot of NXT here. AO at KXNGAO. Interesting title, uh, interesting tag there, excuse me. Uh, talk about Braun Breaker. This is crazy. This time last year, WWE fans were saying that Braun Breaker was a future top guy and was going to dethrone Roman. Now he's getting booed and Braun Breaker sucks chance. What's going on here, buddy? Why are the fans turning on Braun Breaker? Again, something I've been re- reiterating for seven years. Wrestling fans are stupid. I mean, yeah, I, you I th- think so? I, I think we don't agree. I think <laughs> no, one, there's not deny- no one's denying that ever. Look what happened with Roman Reigns. Oh, man, Roman Reigns is the best. He's going to be the next big thing. He's going to be the next, he's going to be the breakout star of the Shield. He's the breakout star of the Shield, and then he gets booed. Fans weren't necessarily saying that. That was the game pushed in their face. That was more management saying that than anything. And we saw it. We, I mean, we saw what Vince was trying to do with Roman Reigns. We didn't want it at the time. 
No, that, that, I feel that's, during that's the, the shield thing. we wanted it. No, I no. I, why? Why do you think you? Why do you think they didn't embrace him right away during a singles run? They didn't want it. I feel with Daniel Bryan. I, I, feel, I feel differently about that. I think, feel like they did. Now yeah, because Vince, Vince McMahon could force anything down your mouth and you'll take it. You're asking for more, but any, anyway, anything. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but now doing the same shit here with Braun Breaker. He's unbeatable. He's unstoppable. Anybody put in front of him, he beats. There's I no, think that's the problem. There's no, there's I no, think there's no I, flaw in his system except for the. the I think that's the problem, though. It's like a, it's a, it's a Superman complex. If Dolph Ziggler, because the whole Dolph Ziggler thing a year ago. It's just like who, who, then who's next? He's beating everybody. Who's next to face him? Now, hearing the report was that whoever beats, whoever loses, whoever loses the Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes match is going to the main roster. I think something like that. Right, yeah, so I'm not sure who loses or who wins. I guess who loses makes more sense. I don't know, man. It's just the same thing they did with John Cena, too. John Cena's awesome. I love John Cena when he came to Raw, the, the, the rap gimmick, and then all of a sudden he turned he, he turned the, the John Cena that we all know, and crowds started turning on him. It's the same thing, man. People just they, they give you what you want, and then we, they we, too much. We talked about this about Braun Breaker earlier before, though, right? When we first started coming on the scene, there was a lot of potential for Braun Breaker, and we, we see what WWE's trying to make of this guy, what the hopes of him would be but we said like you know we gotta be careful with this you know you gotta do a long play with this he's very green you know may- maybe he's just not catching on the way where because part of the problem is you make anyone to a superman character that's unbeatable they're going to turn on you eventually same as john cena look at charlotte flair uh look at insert person here roman reigns it's happened time and time again i think braun breaker is getting that same type of treatment and He's too. He's still too green. I don't think he's catching on with advance. I'm actually worried if he goes to the main roster, he's going to get buried alive up there. And hence, why I think talking about earlier before, like I don't view him as a face of NXT. Do you? Probably, yeah. But who else? Probably de facto at this point. But like when yeah. Mandy Rose is on there, Mandy Rose is more of a face than he was. Well, yeah, I've been saying that. Of WWE, I said NXT. that. Yeah, but that she's not there anymore. Right. Who else? It's Braun Breaker. Yes, but that, that's the problem. I think it, they're trying to make. That's the problem right there. Roxanne Perez, the next if, one. Yeah. But the problem is, they wanted Braun Breaker to be the face of NXT, and he wasn't. He couldn't do it. So you put him to the main event roster, the main event roster where they always wanted him to be, or you turn no, him you heel. give him a you you give him a monster villain in Grayson Waller. You give him you give him a monster rivalry. They did. You give him someone. They just, they, they just but like, I'm talking about like I feel like Grayson Waller to get that at next level to being Shawn Michaels to get to that to that that top spot and then beating Braun Breaker for that championship and then having Braun Breaker fight for that opportunity back. You can reverse the roles, if you will. I'm enjoying Braun Breaker. I wasn't a big fan of his at the beginning, but he's won me over. However, I think his time in NXT is done. It's all about Carmelo Hayes, man. The crowd is Carmelo Hayes is the hottest thing right now in NXT. I agree with that. He, yeah. The crowd's even turning in favor of him because he's just so that damn good on the mic, so then the in the pro- ring. So I think this is might be passing of the torch because it's both like a year now. Pass the torch to Carmelo Hayes. Everybody's been wanting it for years. Uh, a year, I should say. So let's do it. Carmelo Hayes is where it's at, man. And I, I agree with that. Then, But then the problem runs into the, then if Braun Breaker goes to the main roster, he's he's not going to excel there. Then Braun Breaker is just another person that failed out of NXT. That's what it's going to be with him. But moving on depends here, on, buddy, Depends on how they handle him. Because you're, th- you're thinking that this if, man if, NXT if, 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 I'm sorry. If, if, he's, if he's failing in NXT right now, if, if the fans... He's a champ. He's not failing. Point, he's failing in the fans' eyes. That's what counts the most, putty. No, they're just turning on him. What does mean they're failing? He's doing a great fucking job. He's doing his job. 
No, his job is to be the face of the company, to be the face of that uh, of that franchise right there, NXT. He's not doing that. That's his no. job. Anyone could be champion. Jinder Mahal was champion at one point. Was he doing his job being the face of the company? No, he was not. He did a damn good job as champion. Oh, stop your nonsense right now. Again, going back to the fact Vince McMahon could throw anything down your mouth. He'll, he'll take it in. Anything Dude, going on. The, the, the whole, what, what that did for their India product, what they were doing at the time, trying to launch NXT India, trying to launch their product over in India, that was a huge asset to them, and it worked. He was a superstar in India, still is. Are we done? Are we, are we, are we done here? No, I'm talking, can, to, a fucking, I'm talking to a fucking wall here. So let's move on. <laughs> Where's AJ when I need him? Yeah, he just agrees with everything you say. That's why you love him. Go, going on to SmackDown. I'm right. Sami Zayn, what an ovation. What an ovation. We can agree on this. Savage Gentleman, Victor... Uh, oh, sorry. What an ovation, buddy. Savage Gentleman, Victor Benjamin, at Real Savage Gent. Hell of a wrestler, by the way. Damn. Sami Zayn has been in the ring for five minutes and hasn't said one word and doesn't have to. The crowd is still chanting. Now that's over. Hashtag SmackDown. Buddy, you heard the ovation. So did I. It was amazing. It was electric. Well-deserved for Sami Zayn. Tears in his eyes. The emotion is there. Montreal is running hot. The fans all over the world want Sami Zayn to have this moment. Is Sami Zayn, though, is he over enough to become world champion, to be the face of WWE? He's over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in Montreal that helps. Anybody's over in their hometown. Right. No, of course. Of this course. This happened in... Uh, An important point. This happened in San Antonio... He'll get a huge pop, not five minutes worth. I mean, props to them for expecting it as well. Because he, he stood out in the ring for five minutes and still had plenty of TV time to cut that kind of lackluster promo. I wasn't a big fan of that promo. Could have done more. Well, for the go home show. Well, if you, if, you heard, if, if you understood what you said in French, <laughs> that, that, was, that was a monster statement. Oh, please tell us. He said, oh, let me get the, the right quote up here. Excuse oh, me. Oh, you don't know. You look it up. I, 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 I hope you know. more French. You should know this. I. I do know what he said, but I just want to make sure I have it right. I want to, I don't want to misquote this. Tomorrow night, you're in my fucking house. That's what he said to Roman Reigns in French directly to the camera. I got that vibe. Is that weird? <laughs> I felt like he was going with that angle. Um, so yeah. that was a monster statement. That was a monster statement. Yeah, it was cool. Nothing happened, though, but nothing should have happened. I think that was a great way to handle it. Let him enjoy his time in the sun. He's over it. Absolutely. He's definitely over over enough to be champion, yeah. Jinder Mahal wasn't over. He was champion, like you just mentioned two minutes ago. Does he deserve to be champion for this time? Like Kofi Kingston, like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, this is his moment in the sun. Strike while the iron is hot. Let him be champion for a couple months. Yeah, yes. you think so? Will they do it? I don't think so. But he deserves it. That's the question you asked. Is he over enough? He is, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly over enough. The, the, the problem, though, comes in the fact that what next, right? I, I think WWE does such a great job. They proved it time and time again of telling the story of the chase, the chase of the underdog, right? They get the fans behind Daniel Bryan. That was fantastic how they did that, by the way. What they did with Kofi Kingston, that was a fucking accident. And it was brilliant and mm-hmm. how it all came to be, right? It, we, we, we all got behind them. The problem is they win and then what, right? Then what? They get the championship and they throw into these rivalries, if you will. And Daniel Bryan, he had injuries, so that, that it's hard to count that, right? Kofi Kingston, he wound up losing to Brock Lesnar in less than a minute, seconds, and never got a rematch. Less than, 
never got a rematch. But you know, Kofi Kingston did admit at one point, like you know, he you know, he was just happy to be champion. I, I am curious to see under this regime how they handle Sami Zayn, right? Because I, I even Becky Lynch, even Becky Lynch, man, like when the, she first won the championship, right? When she when she had uh, WrestleMania, she, again, brilliant job, brilliant job chasing that with the build. It was beautiful, but then she grew stale, it, like. They, these champions, they still need a story. There's still a story that could be told when you win it, to defend it. And, and I, I, WWE just does such a lazy job with that time and time again. I, and, I, and I want to see that happen. I would love to see Sami Zayn win it. I'd love to see him become champion. But I, 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 I want to see more of that, more of a story afterwards. Is Sami Zayn over enough to be champion? Yes. Is he a believable champion? So he's champion. Do you see him beating... Drew McIntyre. Do you see him beating Sheamus in lengthy rivalries? Do you see him beating Kevin Owens? I mean, not for nothing, buddy. If he beats Roman Reigns after 900 days of being champion, 900 days plus of being champion, he could be anyone then. At that point, one could argue. Okay, we'll see what happens. Looking forward. I mean, this is, they're setting up to be a huge thing. Something huge has to happen here. Because right. look, look at the reaction COVID Kingston got. He was never in his hometown, right? But he he, he became champion. Right. Something's got, something's got to happen. I, I'm, again, this would happen after the fact. The show's posting after the fact, so we'll see what happens. Do you feel like if it doesn't happen, the fans are going to turn to Cody? Mm. Is it Cody's fault? Is it anyone? Is it every other wrestler's fault? Was it Batista's fault? <laughs> was no, it Roman's fault? Nothing's Batista's fault. No, but I'm just saying, though, like, was it ever their fault? No, what was it? It's not the wrestler's fault. It's creative, but they, but still, it's the talent to the ones that get the ramifications of it from the fans. If they do, I would not mind seeing a heel Cody Rhodes, no. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get heel Cody Rhodes. It just means if the crowd's turning on him, hating on, booting him, they have to turn him heel. They, they, Becky Lynch was heel, but the crowd was turning on her. Uh, they they loved her. They eventually bailed on her heel turn, being her face. But then again, the fans turned on Ronda, on Ronda Rousey a long time ago, and I feel like they just turned her heel recently. <laughs> no, they were hinting at heelish stuff for a while. She played the mid card for a while, but she was definitely heelish. Tendencies. But within her within her first year, they were turning on her. Going back to the whole problem, they, long... they were forcing her down her throats. It's 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 going to be interesting to see. Like I, I'm I'm rooting for Sammy. I think we all know what's going to happen. Elimination Chamber. He's not going to walk out with the championship. Uh, spoiler. I mean, we're we're not recording. Yeah, spoiler alert. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, but hell, I mean, going to WrestleMania, the road is the road is always fun, man. And it's it's this is definitely living up to the hype. Mark, on that note, let's get into some go-home thoughts. Uh, what do you got for me this week? Well, buddy, we have BCW Anniversary 6 coming up. I'm looking forward to that. March 18th at Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Six years, man, in the making. Some marquee matches already been announced. Shop BCW is now the official podcast of BCW. Dude, we're, we're, we're jumping leaps and bounds. Seven years. We've been doing a lot right now, but this, this, this is a big leap for us. Yeah, again, we, we always thought we were the official podcast, but now we are officially the official podcast. And the commentary team for BCW. Yeah, who would have thunk, man? Who would have thunk us, me and Green Man getting drunk, recording shit on the corner of the Elks Lodge, interviewing random people? Here we are, commentary team, official podcast, doing two podcasts. Two podcasts. Our brand is expanding. Yeah. We're in the top 20 for top podcasts in our niche of wrestling. 16. 16. Narrow it down. Spoiler alert. Yeah, man. I, I watched uh, South Park debut the new season this week. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago. The second episode. It 
a lot of it was about branding and marketing. So I learned, I learned a lot about branding and marketing from South Park. Finally, someone teaching me that stuff. And here we are, man. This is 2023 will be a huge year. Thanksfully, I can take what I learned from Matt Parker and Trey Stone and see what happens. Wow. I you. You're, you're not invited anymore to be my guest. So my new podcast is out called Go Brand Yourself. It's a local media podcast. It is out right now. First episode is on Spotify. Check it out. Talk about Twitter and Elon Musk. So What's the name definitely of it? a must listen. What's the name of it? Go Brand Yourself. Both times I'm bleeding them out because you didn't pay for me to to uh, talk about it, so I, or I, give me a check in the next seven hours, and uh, I'll unbelieve it. I will not be held hostage here. A shot of BCW again on this stream. It'll be listed as a bonus episode. Stuff so you want to check out, see what's all the things coming with BCW. Oh, we are on the road to anniversary six. Today is the seventh anniversary of a shot of wrestling. Again, it's amazing how far we've come. Seven years of my life, and here we are, still in my apartment, talking to Mark Schwann. And I'm on apartment number two right now. <laughs> You're on apartment number two. I'm coming up on try three of the XFL. Once the show posts, week one will be in the books. So excited about this. Again, we have football. football Super Bowl ended. Now we have the XFL. XFL will end. Well, the USFL, which I became a huge fan of. Man, this is an exciting time to be a football fan. We talk about it all the time about this is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan great i just hope xfl is good as usfl was man can't wait man third time's a charm they say right we'll see what happens you really love the underdog don't you i mean yeah i also love football i put the usfl on in the background for the first couple weeks i just ignored it i was cleaning watching tv other uh, dvr stuff when it would end that would be on edit the show and eventually the games got really fucking good competitive and i i sucked me in here we are the xfl tried number three the second try was pretty good because the ratings are going up week by week. The games were competitive, but the world shut down. So we'll see what happens. So looking forward to it. Again, it would be in the books already. Hope week one is as good as I'm expecting it to be. Where can people find your social medias? You can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there, including Shot of Wrestling. And as far as Shot of Wrestling goes, you can follow... Wow, I can't speak today. You can follow us at Shot of Wrestling, all forms of social media. Give us a like, subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to anything that we're on, uh, and let us know how we're doing. Comments, uh, let us know what subjects you want us to talk about, who you'd like us to interview next. We're here for it. We're here for you guys. Shows from the fans to the fans. We've been saying that for seven years. Happy birthday to me. Still here. Who would have thunk? So for Mark Schwann, for Jay Bougie, I've been host at Multi Putty Until next time. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs>